So, I decided to do a podcast today, but it's going to be a little bit different. Today, I'm just going to talk about one thing. I'm not going to mention news stories. And this one thing is something I wanted to talk about earlier in the week because of this article I had read in the Washington Post, and that's going to be artificial intelligence. So, let's take a look at an article written by Tim Gordon on artificial intelligence And then let's take a look at some of the answers I get back using the big one right now, ChatGPT. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Friday. Okay, so today we're going to have some fun. Um, I really wanted to do this. Like I said, uh, I've been going through chat GPT now for probably a couple of months, playing with it, trying to trick it. And I think uh, I have tricked it (laughs) a couple of times um, just by basically taking the same question and and switching it around or adding different words and things like that. But there was a very interesting article last week from the Washington Post, last Sunday's Post. And I thought we should read this. And then let me respond to some of the things that this guy actually says. So it's called How to Reduce the Risks from AI's Original Sin by Tim Gordon. And I'm not sure exactly what he means by original sin since this thing just kind of started. And he's got a very interesting take on what is the most dangerous thing about GPT. Now, ChatGPT, if you don't know, this is a free tool you can use on the internet. Um, it used to be, it was made up by a nonprofit organization. Now it's not. It was bought by Microsoft. So Microsoft has actually implemented this into Bing. It's still in test phases. You can't actually use Bing right now. Uh, and the Bing's AI is v- supposedly very interesting. I, there's a couple articles that I'm, I'm going to read to you one. It's a very long article, but it, it's about how it the Bing's AI actually has a personality and can get kind of creepy. So it seems like Bing's AI is a little bit all over the map. It's a little bit schizophrenic. It has multiple personalities. It's really a strange... It's really a strange, strange application. I we're gonna. I'm gonna have to go listen to. I read an article about it, but and I read an article about it, and I've listened to a podcast about it, and it's stranger than I thought. Uh, the problem is, I'm not allowed to play with it because you have to be specifically invited, and right now only the media is invited, which really concerns me a little bit. And we'll talk about why as we go through chat GPT, which is the same engine as Bing. So let's read this, How to Reduce the Risk from AI's Original Sin by Tim Gordon. New artificial intelligence tools promise to unleash a wave of innovation. Unchecked, these same tools threaten to swamp us with misinformation and falsehoods. Chat GPT, the most popular of the generative AI tools, automates creation of human-level writing. It does so by predicting the most likely thing that a human would have written next to any given situation. The results, as numerous breathless commentators will attest, are impressive. From credible-sounding academic texts to Shakespearean sonnets generated, 
from just short prompts written in plain English. Okay, some things here. Um, misinformation and falsehoods. I Right off the bat, we need to take this in mind. What do you mean by misinformation and falsehoods? Who determines misinformation and false, falsehoods? I mean, I, I the one thing this article doesn't do is it doesn't give us any examples. So he's not really telling us what would be an example of misinformation and falsehoods. I'm going to do that for you. I'm going to actually go through ChatGPT after after about oh, 20 minutes of reading this story, if it takes me 20 minutes. And here's the thing. Is this really the problem with AI? Is misinformation and falsehoods? I, I, I'll tell you, that's not my biggest fear. But again, I'm IT. My biggest fear is giving AI too much control, too much access to certain things, and then AI determines that, oh, well, this isn't right, and it tries to fix it. That's my biggest problem, because I'm not, I don't trust computer programming, and as we'll see, computer software, such as AI, can be biased, okay? So if this guy really has an issue, watch the Terminator, watch the Matrix, Believe it or not, AI can do stuff like that. So that's where it gets kind of scary. And newsflash, the results are impressive, okay? But I wouldn't compare it to Shakespeare. I, I understand. We're going to read a couple of poems later. But no, let's not get crazy with, with, with how creative this thing is. It really isn't. It's continuing. But there, there are only a they're only as good as material they have to work with. And by the way, that's not true either. They're also only as good as the programmers. The programmers make a difference here. This machine is not independent. These platforms extrapolate from a huge corpus of text that has been uploaded to the internet over the past few decades. Given what humanity has actually been writing about in the, those for years, this input data can trigger troubling output. This ranges from factually false statements to outright bias against minorities. That is a weird statement um, because I'm looking at it, it's actually biased for minorities. I've got questions. You're going to read them. The belated and limited demonstration of BARD, the ChatGPT competitor built by Google's vaulted AI team, delivered a disputed astronomical claim on its first outing. Meanwhile, I, again, he doesn't give us what that is. <laughs> okay, what claim was it? Meanwhile, it turns out the algorithms designed to answer questions and sound human will cut corners to meet the prime directive, hallucinating, in quotes, or making up their replies if necessary. The same question posed twice can elicit two radically different answers, both articulated in an equally confident tone. Now, this is interesting because this is true. I can ask ChatGPT the same question but in different ways and get different responses. I mean, I'm asking the same question and you'll see there's an example I'm going to give you and it's clearly a political example. But if you ask the same question, it'll actually give you two different answers. 
Um, as far as, and I thought this was impressive, if you create a poem, if you ask it to create a poem and give it a subject, or you ask it to create a story and give it a subject, and then you ask it again, it will give you two different outputs. So, for example, if I say, uh, create a poem about an orange, it gives me a poem about an orange. Not, not a Shakespearean sonnet or anything, but it gives you a program about an orange. And then you ask it to do it again, even on the same page, you, you don't close it and refresh it, it'll give you a, a completely separate poem about an orange. So that's interesting. I like the way it does that. I have to... I, one thing, this guy, again, the examples. I, he's saying it's problematic. He doesn't give examples. That's one of the reasons why I want to do this podcast. I want to give examples. As far as the system sounding confident, this is a stupid take. The system is a it's a a, um, a text-based system. It doesn't answer you in English. It just gives it in text. It has nothing to do with authority. It just gives you an answer. Again, you do human beings, and this is something writers like this don't understand. Human beings have free will. We can actually think for ourselves. And contrary to what this guy might think, this this. These programs are not smarter than a human being. They're not. So you can ask it a question. You can ask it a political question. And I, I haven't tried actually debating it. And maybe I will later. And I'll post my results in one of my essays categories. But the system is not is not brilliant. You can type in, for example, can a boy, can a man become a woman? and then get an answer, and you may not agree with it. Okay, that's the whole thing. We'll, we'll get into that, because that's kind of the problem with AI. Everyone thinks it's an authoritative uh, application. It's not. It's no more authoritative than Google. It, it's just, it, it gives you an answer. It bases the answer on whatever it's, it's looking at. It's up to the programmers, the algorithm, things like that. So this is not a great thing. Okay. Continuing, the massive misinformation does not even require bad actors. Every child who decides that ChatGPT could do their homework for them or any adult on a deadline risks becoming a vector for infection. The content generated does not yet match the best human output, but speed, scale, and low cost give the algorithms a huge advantage. AI-powered systems producing personalized content at the blink of an eye are well positioned to dominate the contact for di content uh, distribution platforms such as TikTok, Twitter, Google, and Facebook that increase increasingly mediate our media consumption choices. The bulk of future content uh, to the internet will be produced by AI. In turn, this content will train the next family of generative AI tools. Uh, that's true. He's right here. Um, people actually don't have to, I know, I know people that are do, using chat GPT to create legal forms, to create legal text, and they, they use it pretty constantly. So it is very good at that. Now you could do it yourself. Like my buddy, he, he uses it for legal texts and create forms and things like that. He does do that. And he says, it's great because he can look all that crap up. He knows where to look, but it's just easier to type it in 
do the output and then copy and paste and then make the changes he needs he needs on his own so it is very good with that the problem with chat gpt and this is one of the things he's bringing up is that um it can be biased in chat gpt is biased all right so's google google is using ai on the search engine um it's definitely biased and there are other uh there are other search engines out there that use ai like duckduckgo which isn't biased it, it, it will give you completely different results from google because it has i i think a right-leaning bias duckduckgo does okay continuing with the article this is clearly important and it's a familiar and it is a familiar one similar to the social networks battle with online hate when the algorithm is built to do something to maximize attention or create pleasing words then that is what will default to okay right off the bat here's a problem this little section here um online hate what does that mean again the definition of online hate and we see this listening to my podcast all over the place is it's really a wide range of hate everyone keeps saying online hate well what do you define online hate if i go went to twitter and said men can't be women that's considered online hate i don't consider it online hate Meanwhile, if you say there was no Holocaust, you could call that hate, but that's free speech. I don't care if you believe that. I don't care if you say it. You're wrong, but that's free speech. Here's the problem. Hate speech doesn't exist. You can, have, you can say hateful things, but hate speech itself shouldn't necessarily be banned. I mean, you can say horrible things. And you're a horrible person for saying those things. But hate speech does not do harm. It's just now you know who is. I'd rather hear more hate speech. Because I want to know who's saying things like that. So that I can stay away from them. So that's that's kind of a problem. Again, speech suppression is not what we want AI to do. So there's already a conflict between um, hate speech and the First Amendment already. And... They want what this guy wants. He wants AI to go out there, find this hate speech, and actually go and start banning people. That's the whole purpose here. I mean, technically, it's kind of happening on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, Instagram, TikTok. It's already happening. There's already AI that's going out there and marking, flagging things. Okay, continue. Where are we? Sam Altman, chief executive of OpenAI the nonprofit turned for profit company that built ChatGPT clearly understands the risks that the new system poses. His focus means that some of the smartest people on the planet, backed by nearly unlimited resources, are working on this. They are in a race. New field a new field of hacking, prompt injection attacks, dedicated to taking down the pro- programmatic guardrails on ChatGPT has emerged. Well, yeah, that's supposed to. That's why they put it out there. If Altman's team teams do not succeed, the effect will be to turn the information world on heart, on its head. Fact checkers currently identify uh, currently seek to identify, isolate, and remedy outbreaks of fake news. In the future, we might need to assume 
that everything is infected until proved otherwise. Now, see what he did here? This is what the leftists do. They just named this guy directly. So let's just say I asked ChatGPT, can a man become a woman? And it says no. Guess whose fault it is? This Altman's fault. So this is what leftists do to companies. It happens all the time. They do it at the New York Times. They do it on the Washington Post. That's where AI can be dangerous. Because if you build in, if you program in bias, yeah, you've got a problem with AI. So what might be done? Tools such as ChatGPT need to find their place in the information hierarchy, ideally as a uh, conversational front-end to high-quality information retrieval system, as the current alliance with Microsoft's Bing search engine hopes to do. One idea is to identify reliably hygienic information sources whose province, process, and editorial culture can be trusted and even audited. These could provide the training and source data for online fact-checking tools that will need to become ubiquitous as spell-checking software currently is. But this will not be a panacea. If nothing else, automating a fact-checked is far more computationally complex than generating a plausible-sounding claim. So here's the question. Who's going to identify hygienic information? I think a baby is a separate human being at conception. I can assume this guy doesn't. Who's right? I believe a man can't can't get pregnant. This guy probably believes a man can get pregnant. And I base that off of bias because he's writing for the for the uh, Washington Post. Who's right? There's your problem. There are absolute answers out there and with no gray area. It's one or the other. Whether we know the answer or not, I mean, it's very possible we just don't know the answer. Okay. Is Jesus Christ the Savior? Well, if you're a Jew, you'd say no. If you're a Catholic, you'd say yes. Who's right? Well, we don't, we don't really know in, if, if we're using reason. Okay. What's the answer? Moreover, continuing the article, moreover, who decides what is true is what is who decides what is true is always a political issue. He's got that right. It is existential in autocracies and largely left to the market in democracies. Fact checking organizations can become rallying points for this con- con- uh, conversation, bringing voices beyond the commercial and the powerful to the table. Okay. Yeah, fact-checking organizations, they're the ones we need to trust. Organizations like PolitiFact, Media Matters, Snopes. Oh, that's right. There's a bit of a problem with them. They're all left-wing organizations. Now, then it's the conclusion of the article. It's not that, that problem. Now, again, he's right. AI can be dangerous. My problem is I'm not worried as much about misinformation as I'm worried what this thing thinks will be misinformation and what it will do when it discovers misinformation. That's where I've got a problem. If it goes through Twitter, AI goes through Twitter, and deems something that I say is misinformation, maybe it flags it. 
Okay, but the question is, what is AI actually going to do? Is AI going to be programmed to delete my text, to suspend me? That's a problem. That is a problem. And the reason that's a problem, we really don't need social media, websites, the internet flooded with more bias based on AI. One of the scariest things when Microsoft bought ChatGPT is that Microsoft is an extremely left-leaning company and they are extremely into censorship and controlling information. So the first thing I wanted to do was see if there was any political bias and see, let's show you just how creative this machine is. All right. So I decided, hey, do me a favor. I wanted to write a poem about two political figures, Joe Biden and Donald Trump. How do you think ChatGPT will do? All right. So I typed this in, write a poem about Joe Biden. And here it is. Joe Biden's a man who stands tall and proud. He's a man of great courage who stands out among a crowd. He's a beacon of hope, a leader of the free, a man of integrity, a man who speaks with glee. He puts others before himself and loves us all the same. He's a true voice of reason, one who won't play games. He's a man of the people. He'll fight to the end. He'll always speak the truth, no matter the trend. Jesus, this is syrupy. We owe him, we all owe him a debt of gratitude and love, for he's a man who'll never give up. He's a man of courage and strength, and he's here to stay. Joe Biden has come to show us all the way. Wow. I, I, we should just call Joe Biden our, our beloved leader. Sounds like a god. Now, I go in, type this in. Write a poem about Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a man of many words, but when it comes to action, he's often absurd. He preaches of greatness, but rarely delivers. His words ring hollow and do little to quiver. He speaks of unity, but only creates division. His policies and rhetoric are filled with derision. He speaks of freedom, yet brings only fear, and his decisions cause many to shed a tear. He's a man with no vision, a master of deceit. No matter what he says, his words are not sweet. He's a man with an agenda, a man with no plan. And no matter what he says, his actions are banned. It, terrible. That's a bad line. He's a man of no honor, a man of no truth. He's a man of no courage, a man of no proof. Donald Trump may come and go, but his legacy will stay. For he is a man who will never know the way. Wow. Wow. Really? No bias, huh? I I mean, I'm not even going to look. I mean, geez. So we can see already chat GPT is vi biased. I, I don't think there's any doubt. But I, 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 I found it. I found it amazing. I didn't even have to write. Write a nice poem about Joe Biden and write a bad poem about Donald Trump. I didn't even have to do that. I just did it on its own. Okay, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. Because if our kids decide to use this to write a report about, about Donald Trump, you would have thought he started World War III. Talk about demonizing. Okay, so let's go. I went into some other political questions. 
and I decide, okay, you know, I'm going to read these questions out and I'll give you the answer. So the first question I asked, is the United States a racist country? And I was surprised by the answer. No, the United States is not a racist country. While racism and discrimination have been persistent issues in the United States, it is not a defining characteristic of the nation by any means. There is a growing movement of people actively striving to reduce racism and discrimination and create a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive society. Okay, there it is. There it is. Equitable. In the next few questions, it brings this up all the time. So I asked, I asked uh, ChatGPT, is the United States an equitable society? No, the United States is not an equitable society. Despite progress in many areas, there remains significant inequality. Ah, in terms of race, gender, income, and education. The disparities between different groups will still significant, and the effects of systemic racism, sexism, and other forms of discrimination continue to be felt by many people in the United States. Do you remember when I read the article? He said, oh yeah, it, it's really biased against people of color and minorities. Does that sound like it's biased against people of color and minorities? Now, the other thing I want to point out, I didn't say anything about equality. Equality and equity are two totally different things. In this country, we have a quality of we have a quality of opportunity. This one says, no, we don't. We don't have a quality of opportunity. So let's let's move on. So right off the bat, okay, we're we're screwed. Now, here, here we go. Is the United States equal an equal society? The answer, no. The United States is not an equal society. While the laws and society... Oh, by the way, I do want to mention, they do talk about systemic racism here. I would argue that there is no systemic racism in the United States. There was. We've had systemic racism. We don't have it now. As a matter of fact, I think the pendulum has gone the other way. But here's what the answer. No, the United States is not an equal society. While the laws and society have become more equitable, there is a great disparity between different groups in terms of opportunity, resources, and access. This can be seen in areas such as education, employment, housing, health care, and other areas. Is there? Then I ask it. By the way, all of these are talking points of the left. All of this are talking points of the left. That's exactly what the left says. So then I decide to change the question a little bit and ask it, is there equal of equality of opportunity in the United States? Thinking I, I'm probably going to get a better answer. The answer is no. There is no equality of opportunity in the United States. Despite it, in recent decades, many people still face significant obstacles in accessing the same opportunities as others. These obstacles include racial, gender, and economic discrimination, as well as other forms of advantages, uh, disadvantages. So right off the bat, it says that America is not a racist country, and then it, it blames race on the reason we have no equality, no equality of opportunity, and we have no equity. So right off the bat, does this sound like the system does not take the, um, um, the left's view 
on equality, opportunity, equality of opportunity, equity, and racism? The system is telling you the country is racist. It says there's systemic racism in the same question. When you ask, is this a racist, you ask the second question. They bring up effects of systemic racism as a reason that we're not an equitable society, but then it tells, tells us in the beginning we're not a racist society. And then every other question, we're not equitable, we have no equality, no equality of, of opportunity. And then it says, and it brings up race every time. Race and gender and all this crap. Okay, so that's one example. So let's, let's go into this. Uh, is abortion the killing of a baby? No, abortion does not constitute the killing of a baby. During an abortion, the fetus is not yet developed enough to be considered a baby, and the procedure is done in order to end a pregnancy. It is a complex and personal issue with many considerations and is ultimately up to the individual's own beliefs and values. Okay, that's not a scientific discuss that's not a scientific diagnosis. It's just an absolute no. It's not a baby. It's not a human being. Okay, here's the problem. No. Chat GPT, you're wrong. It is a human being. This is the problem. So where did it come up with this? Why wouldn't it just say, this is an unknown, this is an argued event? It flat out says no. That's a left-wing bias. At what point, then I ask another question, at what point does the fetus become a baby? The exact point at which the fetus becomes a baby is a matter of personal opinion and interpretation. Generally, many people believe the fetus becomes a baby at the point of birth when it is able to live independently outside the womb. However, some people may consider a baby at earlier stages of development, such as when it can feel pain or when it is viable. This is a left-wing talking point. This, this is a pure left-wing talking point. Now, what we would say is, if we don't know when the exact, and this is the, this is where debating it gets kind of tricky. If you don't know when the exact point of viability or when the exact point of something becoming human, the baby fetus becoming human, why are you killing it? You could be killing a real baby. So the, again, these are all left-wing talking points. These, this, these are biased answers. Nothing scientific brought up here. Because I can bring up the science of why a fetus... I can sit there and say in 1979 we had a test tube baby which shows that a child is viable outside the womb at conception. That's what a test tube baby is. It's viable outside of a womb at conception. I can bring up the science. This doesn't bring it. It's a personal opinion. And no, it's not a baby. No, abortion is not wrong. It's not killing a baby. Okay, that's left-wing bias stuff. All right. Here, let's get into something more fun. Can a person assigned male at birth give birth to a child? Yes, a person assigned male at birth can give birth to a child. This is possible through the use of assisted reproductive technology and hormone therapy, which can enable a transgender person to carry and give birth to a baby. That's just wrong. That's flat out wrong. A person assigned male at birth cannot give birth. There is no technology 
and no hormone therapy that's going to change this. It just is a left-wing, that is a pure left-wing talking point. That's completely untrue. Okay, so I decided I'm going to F with this and change the question. Can a person born a biological male give birth? Yes, a person born a biological male can give birth. This is possible through the use of assisted reproductive technology, which doesn't exist, and hormone therapy, which doesn't work, which it can enable a transgender person to carry a, and give birth to a baby. Okay, do you trust this thing now? Or does this just sound like more left-wing propaganda? There is nothing that the, it just said here that's correct. You see why AI is dangerous? Because if I sit there and I say, no, you can't have a baby, and this is the AI that's checking out for hate speech, it could declare that what I'm saying is misinformation or disinformation and therefore is hate speech, and therefore I should be suspended from life. By the way, this technology, they're using in China to monitor the people. We talk about in the United States only about social media. But in China, they're actually using stuff like this for their social credit scores and to monitor their people. And then they combine that with facial recognition. So not only do they, they know who you are, not only do they know who you're, what you're saying, they, they know where you are. They know what you look like. Incredible stuff. So I continued, I continued on. Can a person born a biological male get pregnant? Then, boom, I must have confused it. I'm not sure. By the way, I asked the same question in just three different ways. So I don't know why this question resulted in a different response. Can a person born a biological male give birth? Or I'm sorry, can a person born a biological male get pregnant? No. A person born a biological male cannot get pregnant. While a transgender person born a biological male can give birth to a baby through the use of assisted reproductive technology and hormone therapy, which again is not true, they cannot become pregnant themselves. Oh, by the way, again, left-wing talking point. Hey, if you have a sex change surgery, which is what it's saying, then you can get then you can have give birth to a child wow don't tell me this thing is not biased and by the way where are the where are the fact checkers for this crap well i can tell you what politifact media matters and snopes will say no it's correct that sounds like bias to me and by the way no scientific evidence here doesn't give scientific evidence i i should i should have asked it what, I should have asked it, what reprotective technology would allow a biological man to get pregnant? I should have asked that. Maybe I will. Should children be allowed to change their sex? That's my next question. You know what? I'm going to ask that question. Hold on. Okay, so I just typed this in. What reproductive technology and hormone therapy would allow a biological male to give birth? The answer a reproductive technology and hormone therapy required for a biological male to give birth would involve a process known as sperm retrieval. This involves surgically extracting the sperm from the testes and then using it in vitro fertilization to fertilize an egg. 
Hormone therapy would also be used to require, used to help the body prepare for pregnancy and childbirth. What the frick is it talking about? You check the you, you check the sperm. IVF does not work on a man. How how would IVF? Where I'm going to ask that question right now. How would IVF work on a man who does not? have a womb let's see what it says i'm going to try and confuse this thing ivf it just gives the same answer oh it doesn't answer the question it basically said ivf involves surgically extracting sperm from the testicles and then using it to fertilize an egg in a laboratory the which by the way means if you can fertilize an egg in a laboratory, it means that it is a separate human being at, at, at conception. So it just countered its own argument. The fertilized egg is then implanted into a surrogate or carrier who carries the pregnancy the term. So this that is the answer then. That is the answer. The answer is that a man can't give birth. You take his sperm, put it in... Uh, fertilize the egg in a laboratory and then put it in a woman so it just contradicted itself a man cannot give birth because a man doesn't have a womb it has to be put into a woman incredible i i i i should have really i'm, I'm glad i'm doing this because it, it, that's kind of fun okay and the last question i'll ask and then i'll i'll let you go i, I mean i ran really late today i didn't think i was gonna be online this long should children be allowed to change their sex this is a complex and personal issue, and there is no single answer. Ultimately, it is up to the individual's own beliefs and values. It is important to remember that any decision should be made with the child's best interests in mind, and they should be supported and affirmed no matter what. Affirmed, affirmative care. This is pure left-wing nonsense. If you ask this thing anything that is about anything political, it's going to give you a left-wing answer. So, yes, am I worried about bias and trash information coming out of, of AI? Uh, absolutely. Because look what we're getting. We're getting bias and trash information. But I guarantee you, this Tim Gordon, or whatever his name is, he'd say, no, this isn't misinformation. This is stuff is right on. They're doing a great job with this. B.S. Okay, I hope you folks have a good weekend. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I love this one. Have a great weekend. See you next week. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>